Next on BYU Sports Nation, everybody's looking back to the weekend. BYU Athletics, partying, partying. Yeah, what was your favorite weekend moment? Fun, 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 fun. BYU head coach, Sean Olmstead for volleyball has a cage for best weekend of the year. How the Cougars swept away a 15-match win streak for the Hawaii Warriors. And football analyst David Nixon on Taysom Hill's Pro Day, plus a Cinderella hype train for BYU football. Blame CBS Sports. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey, we're live. It's a Monday. BYU Sports Nation back to work. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. March 20th, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's Go. great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton teamed up with a man who is 84% more likely to right now own a better NCAA tournament bracket than all of you, Jerem Jordan. It's just a crapshoot anyway, you know what I mean? But the first round, I did well. I got 29 of the 32 picks. Impressive. Which I hardly ever impressed myself, but I was impressed with my lucky picks. I right? was feeling okay about 25. You had 29 25 out of is 32. awesome. I didn't do as well in the next couple rounds because, let's be honest. Who the, did? I only have two of my final four left, so I'm in trouble. Most everybody went office space on their brackets after <laughs> the weekend. It was out of control, man. <laughs> That is a funny reference. <laughs> I forgot my stapler. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. So, yeah, Jerem's got uh, a really good bracket going. Well, I can't say the same for most all of us. <laughs> yeah, and and I was hoping we'd get the karma to manifest itself somehow in our brackets or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough. But you know who did have a manifestation of the karma in the most odd, amazing yeah, way Yeah, and a uniquely strange Dilgy way. Dilgeet Taylor was on the show last week. They're at the uh, USC Invitational, and boom, they run into The Rock. Track and field. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, hey, Dwayne. Hey, thanks for taking a picture with us at The Rock. Hashtag rep the Y. Hashtag Venice Beach. So, yeah, some tracksters and Dilgy Taylor hung out with The Rock, who's wearing a Donald Duck sweat uh, Where's his fanny pack? Hey, (laughs) in Central Intelligence, he liked unicorns. What's going on, man? Fanny packs. That's funny. So what a, what that's a cool. great experience. That's cool. I'm trying to think of people I want a picture with more than The Rock. There's not a lot. There's who, not a lot. Who doesn't? He's the highest paid actor in all of Hollywood. That's pretty good. And it's not close. That's a lot of dough. I know. I hope he paid for their meal. The Rock. <laughs> the people's eyebrow is the highest paid employee in Hollywood. That's crazy. Uh, I wonder how Meryl Streep feels about that. She... Doesn't want us to watch football. <laughs> uh, also, fun random fact that's tied to sports with The Rock. He played for the University of Miami. And BYU beat Miami in 1990. So, yes. Bob goes to Dynamite. Yes. 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 He played for the U. Yeah, the U. We say, when we say Coach K, we're talking about Duke. When we say the U, we're talking about Miami. Like okay? the, the U. The U, right? The Hurricane U. <laughs> Please don't. Put up anything close no, to that ever No, no, this again. is this Star is Star. totally different. No, I know the moose ears. I know are the real you. Just be careful because it's the symbol for a hurricane. The moose ears. It, well done. It is the cartographer symbol for a hurricane. Did you know that? Cartographer. I don't even know what that word means. Isn't that the name? Isn't that the? Yeah, the map. The map. Someone person. who uses maps. Yeah. I'm obviously not said person because <laughs> I have a phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look it up. Look it up right now. Google I don't it. need to because I have a phone. Google it. I don't need that. While we do our BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football hosted an open practice in St. George Friday in front of over a reported 5,000 fans. Maybe a cartographer in attendance. The practice lasted a little over an hour and included a short scrimmage at the end. Fans enjoyed a meet and greet with the team before the Cougars left for that camping trip. Kalani Satake, the head coach, now on what he likes most about his quarterback, Tanner Mangum, in spring practice. He's starting to own the offense. You can see him, the way he's a lot more comfortable in the pocket. And so I'm, I'm really excited about uh, this fall with him. Yeah, Ty Detmer, the offensive coordinator, said his mastery of the playbook has come a long way as well. We'll have more from the sights and sounds in St. George in just a few minutes. Continuing with football, CBS Sports writer Ben Kerchevel lists BYU as one of five potential Cinderella teams in college football this season. Kansas State, Mississippi State, South Florida, and Syracuse also listed. This is something I love and hate because the hype train will naturally uh, – you know, create itself. But if the basketball season taught us anything, it's that you don't want to expect a lot and get less than that, or you feel like it was a disappointment, even if it was pretty good. So could BYU be one of the Cinderella's? Sure, why not, man? Blame CBS Sports if you're upset. (laughs) (laughs) I love it and I hate it at the same time. Like cartography. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball swept fourth-ranked Hawaii. Jerem, were you there? I was there, yeah. Both matches over the weekend, ending the Warriors' program record 32-set win streak. They'd won 15 matches in a row. Jake Langlois for BYU had 25 kills, 9 blocks, and 3 aces in those two matches. Freshman finish middle blocker Miki Yauhiainen had a great weekend, including this ace card. Last two nights. I don't know. Getting it done. Ace! Oh, and an ace! Miki Yauhiainen taking over the match! Ace Ace in your face, says Miki Yauhiainen, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Had 10 and, and blocks and 6 kills finished. on 6 swings. He was really good, and this was an incredible weekend, Spencer, for BYU, because Hawaii came in having won 32 sets in a row, 15 matches in a row. BYU won both nights without Ben Patch and middle blocker Price German. So now the Cougars have Princeton Tuesday. They have number one Long Beach State Friday and Saturday. This is big time. BYU is playing really good volleyball right now. They've won 13 in a row. They're in Fuego, second to last weekend of the regular season, so very nice. For Number the one coming to town, but I'm surprised you referenced Princeton yes. without doing that. Yes, the intellectuals of Princeton. <laughs> BYU beat them uh, in basketball, trying to do it. Can't wait to talk to Sean Olmstead, who's going to preview the matchups with Princeton and number one ranked Long Beach State. Yes. Not too far away, uh, UConn. BYU baseball beat UConn. On Saturday, lost Friday 8-7, but got revenge Saturday. In walk-off fashion, Brennan Anderson's RBI sack fly in the ninth gave the Cougars the win. Anderson into right field. Jacobson will tag. Feldstein the catch. Jacobson on his horse. The throw comes. He's safe. Dave McCann on the call there. Nice walk-off win for BYU. It was more like a runoff as they sprinted into the outfield to celebrate there. Hayden Rogers stumbled out of the uh, dugout on, on the way to celebrate. Rolled into it nicely, though. So, Batcats take the series. <laughs> um, they play on the road at LMU to start conference play Thursday. Uh, and there's a lot going on, by the way, over the weekend, obviously. With, which leads us to today's Twitter questions. Mm. What was your best of the weekend? Yes. Use the hashtag BYUSN. A lot going on. 
BYU or otherwise, right? Do it like Rebecca Black, Jerem. What was your best of the weekend? At Crazy Cook Fanatic, without a doubt, attending the football practice in St. George, love these coaches and this team. Now, we happen to know at Crazy Cook Fanatic, and Pat, she's, crazy. she's from Las yeah. Vegas, and so this was an opportunity for those Vegas fans, and there's a large contingent to come up to St. George, along with all of those in southern Utah, and watch BYU football. This is unique. It's really cool, right? Unique New York, yes. as Ron Burgundy once said. My best of the weekend was volleyball, though, for all the reasons outlined. I, I just think that uh, performance was very impressive. I'm with you, man, 100%. When you sweep a team that has won 32 consecutive sets. February 4th was the last time they lost a set. Not a match, a set. BYU wins six consecutive sets against that team? Hard to argue with that. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Weekend Warriors. Everybody at BYU looking back at the weekend, weekend. And why not? Jerem, how often does BYU football take spring camp on the road? Kalani, Sataki, and company did not disappoint those estimated 5,000 fans in St. George. And Jerem, I know how much you love road shows, right? Oh, yeah. Man, I loved going to the steak center and watching those. They were great. <laughs> this is an automatic qualifier for the greatest road show ever via BYU football. Yeah, it's football. a one seed yeah, compared to <laughs> what I saw growing up. We had Mr. Countdown himself, Jason Shepard, on location in St. George, soaking in the sights and sounds. In fact, he put together his best. I hope he just didn't try and pull off some countdown madness in this story. Well, we'll see about that. All right. Anyway, enjoy BYU football in St. George with Jason Shepard. For the first time, BYU took spring practice on the road all the way to sunny St. George, Utah. It was an opportunity for fans in southern Utah to be able to see a practice up close as well as mingle with their favorite Cougars at a fan fest. And whether you talk to the coaches, the players, or the fans, it was a huge success. Oh, yeah, this is great, you know, to be able to come down and, and to see the fan support that we have down here. Um, it, it really does add different dimension to practice and, and breaks up the boredom of just every other day going out there and doing the same thing. How exciting is it, because this doesn't happen very often, that the BYU football team comes down here to St. George for practice. How exciting is that? Well, I think it's fun. I think it's a good opportunity. You know, there's a lot of fans down here. And so uh, for us to be able to just come to our backyard and watch them play, is a good, it's a good time. I understand that this was, uh, this was a road trip among roommates. Uh, who was the person that decided that you guys were going to drive four hours to watch a football practice? Me. That was me, totally. Just to be able to go anywhere, really, and have a support system like we do is awesome. Well, Tanner's really good, and... Um, you know, if he has time to throw the ball, we'll be fine. I think sitting out last year was really good for him. I don't, I don't think anyone wants to admit that, but it was it was really good that he was able to sit there and, and learn from the coach's perspective how to um, interact and how to master the, the offense. I feel like, uh, very optimistic, man. It's, we have a great team coming back. A lot of guys on defense uh, returning. Obviously, all linebackers are coming back, so we've been leading the way. Um, Tanner's obviously looked awesome. He has experience under his belt, so I'm not worried about the offense doing their thing. Coach Sataki was... Um talking very highly about your performance so far in in spring how do you feel you've done i feel pretty good i'm feeling a lot yeah a lot more confident i think than i was at this time last year and even you know from the season i feel like i've improved a lot and uh just i think just having that experience you know having the year under my belt now with with coach detmer's offense being able to come in and lead and um you know kind of take control of the offense and and, and be able to 
come out with uh, with confidence. It feels good. Coach talked about how important it was for you guys as players to get down here and support these fans mm-hmm. that really wanted you to come down. What does it mean to you to see this many show up? Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I don't think there's a lot of schools in the country that could go to a place four hours away and still have you know this kind of sh- uh, show out. So we appreciate these guys. We appreciate all the fans all over the country. It means a lot. Soaking up the sun in beautiful St. George, Utah, Jason Shepard for BYU Sports Nation. Jason, look a little burnt right there. <laughs> he didn't apply enough uh, <laughs> suntan lotion. Oh, great Tan- job, Jason. Yeah, that was, nice job. That's a great story. Um, it's better than the countdown, that's for sure. Um, Tanner Mangum, by the way, that flow, that's some preseason flow going on upstairs. I said to you while we were watching that, now he looks like George McFly. Yeah. He is. <laughs> that little curl. He is your density. <laughs> you are <laughs> my density. I, yeah, I, th- I think it was great. What BYU did went down there. The crowd, rea- even if a, a, a soul didn't show up, right, and it wasn't for the fans, which it was, it was still a success because the players, staff, coaches, everybody got a spring break. They got to go somewhere else. They got to get out. It's a little warmer, although it's been great weather in Provo recently. They went camping. They went boating. They went hiking. That's awesome for those guys. Chemistry helps. Kalani's right? big on camaraderie and the yes. brotherhood, and this will only help that. I, I think that was a huge success. I'd love for BYU to take it even further south to Las Vegas. Uh, Arizona at some yeah, point would be awesome. Is this the beginning awesome. of I something mean, bigger? Yeah. Michigan's going to Rome. I don't see BYU like going to Europe anytime soon, <laughs> unless they're in a Power 5 conference. Just tell Harbaugh not that. to play shirts and skins in Rome. <laughs> you know he won't. <laughs> In his khakis. You know, he will, actually. Oh, in the Coliseum. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, this I thought this was an amazing opportunity for a lot of fans and for the BYU football team to do something that has never been done in why the history of BYU athletics. Why not mix it up? You know, a, a lot of life is monotonous, so it's nice to kind of mix it up, go somewhere else, have a good experience. It was, I, it was the Southern Utah version success. of the spring game, right? Yes, and then we have the spring game on BYU TV, excuse me, the scrimmage, uh, coming up Saturday, 3 Eastern. Very excited about this week. Pro Day Friday. So a lot is going on right now, spring football. And it's great to hear that Fred Warner's stoked. Uh, you know, Tijan Chrome is excited. Tanner Mangum's playing well. How about Kalani Sitake saying, I think it was good for him to sit out last year. Whoa! Yeah, I think the development in a new offense was really important. It was like a redshirt year, even though it wasn't. And we all kind of wanted it to be. But Taysom Hill did get hurt, and BYU needed Tanner Mangum to win – uh, the bowl game, right? Well, you need Jamal Williams for the most part. Let's and a five-year, five-yard <laughs> Hail Mary. And a five-yard Hail Mary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> BYU needed Jamal Williams and Kainakua to beat Wyoming. <laughs> I need to gauge just how excited you are right now about football. I, okay, now that I'm talking about it, I am a little more excited about, you know, I don't know, a game coming up in August. But are you excited enough to do this? Countdown to the Vikings. The music's different. I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) I was so taken back by the music. Like I was excited to say 159, and then different music. Can we play that again? That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, let's one more time. Here we go. One more time. Here. Countdown to the Vikings. 159. This like, is like, Bravo! Like, <laughs> what is Ragnar Lothbrook saying? Vikings, I watch Vikings. I love that show. <laughs> that is epic. I'm, one, day I, one day I'm going to come in. If you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. One day I'm going to come in with 
with Guy Shadow looking yeah. like Loki. If we want to do it one in, of the in correlation Loki, with the music. It would have to be like bum 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 one fifty five nine. We we did not even talk about new music. I have no idea what purposeful. to do with that. Well played, Ben Bagley. Wow, well played. Yeah, we just got burned over the top for a touchdown. Oh, uh, we just got Vikinged. That's what happened. <laughs> Hopefully, BYU is more ready than we are. What's Jeez. trending? Brought to you by Aaron Rentals, offering commercial and residential high lift equipment at more than eighty locations nationwide. What was dun, your dun. best of the dun, weekend? Dun. More of your responses using the hashtag BYUS and also big deal, no deal on the way. And David Nixon on Taysom Hill's Pro Day. Oh, Friday. Ooh, let's go. We've got Vikings, bro. BYU Sports Station simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio Conversation. Obviously rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, speaking of football, and we just had a new countdown. Uh, awesome. Actually, like, I like it a lot. I'm back into it now, I think. Hey, uh, the BYU Spring Football Special, the scrimmage, coming up uh, Saturday, March 25th, this Saturday, 3 Eastern time, for the first time on BYU TV. We'll watch the scrimmage. We've been there for the last several years covering it, but now we can turn the cameras around and watch the scrimmage. Very exciting. What's your best of the weekend? Can I have a new answer to the Twitter question? Yeah, me too. And make well, it... Well, that wasn't on the weekend. Now it's Monday. Well, it was produced over the weekend, it though, was, right? It was produced... Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I just want to know... I want the... The room to move to be able to make that my best of the weekend. And it's, America, sure and it's the countdown music. Okay, we've got an idea. Here we go. Countdown to the Vikings. One, five, nine. <laughs> Is that really what we're doing? I think we can do better than that. I don't <laughs> we have to say it like Vikings now? Yeah, weird. Portland yes. State? Dude, that is like the most epic Viking music ever. There's nothing Viking about downtown Portland, trust me. <laughs> There's a lot that's forest-like. Oh, that's pretty funny. Not Viking. 159 days away from BYU football taking on Portland State in late August. Joining us now to discuss things that have nothing to do with August 26th, David Nixon. But more importantly, what's going to happen on Friday and Saturday? David, welcome back up, to the David? show. What's going on, guys? I kind of wish we were opening with LSU so you could do the countdown in a tiger voice. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, not not sure how we would pull that off, but yeah, Spencer would like paint his face or something. It'd <laughs> be awesome. It's been a while since we chatted with you. It's it's great to talk to you. And here we are in football mode a little bit. BYU went down to St. George, and it seemed like it was a pretty successful weekend, not just for the fans but also for the staff. What did you think of BYU taking it on the road? Yeah, following them on social media and hearing back from guys, it sounded like it was a, it was a fun camp, something different than the norm, something to switch up a little bit. Uh, as we know, spring spring ball and fall camp gets pretty long and monotonous. So uh, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I think, you know, here's my take. Once you get to college, you should understand how to go about practices. You should, you should understand about the work ethic that goes into uh, being a college athlete. And so I don't think you need to stick around Provo or, uh, you know, and drive home these guys and sit there and, and, and just – 
you know, put, pile drive him into the ground and, and make him do up-downs all the time. I mean, I think taking a break and kind of going down there, getting a little practice in, and then we saw them out on the lake and having fun and going to activities and camping out, kind of have a good time building that team camaraderie. I think that's awesome. I, I don't think this, uh, you know, this coaching staff, I think they're, they're there to um, try to build team unity and, and not necessarily try to sit there and, and spring ball and try to kill everyone. And so I, I love the fact that you go down there, get some exposure, um, take a little vacation and, and uh, try to break up what can be a very long spring ball, spring camp. Former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon with us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. The fact that BYU had a spring break, David, one day, albeit, but had a spring break on a scale of one to Ziggy, how jealous are you of the one-day break? <laughs> well, the, the problem with this is you still have to drive four hours each way, so it's like, uh, you know, he's still on the road quite a bit. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a five. How about that? I'm right in the middle of it. I'm, you know, still trying to figure out how I feel about it. Fred Warner said the linebackers, uh, with the linebackers returning, they're leading the way. What expectation as a former linebacker do you have for this group with Butch Pau, Fred Warner, uh, France Bernard, and company? Yeah, I, you know, I have high expectations for these guys. And, and a lot of it, obviously, because of the talent they have and the playmakers they are with, with Fred and Butch and, and Francis um, and, and, you know, a glimpse of greatness we saw last season. But more than anything, they have an extra, you know, they have a full year underneath their belt, and now they're going into their second year. So they're kind of veteran guys in this defense. And, and I've said it before, but in a defense, when you, whenever you know what you're supposed to do, what gap you're supposed to be in, and when you can trust those big guys up in front of you that they're going to swallow up some double teams, man, it makes you play so much faster. And, and I remember, uh, you know, my rookie year with Oakland, going into my second year, understanding the defense, it, it just makes life that much easier. You're now not stressed of, Oh crap! Am I supposed to be an A gap or B gap? And, and you're second guessing yourself. Now you know, and now you can fly downhill. And you can go, and then you flip that to the coaches, Eliza Tuiaki and, and the rest of the coaching staff. They understand each guy's strengths now. They've been with them for a full season. They've seen them in, in live game action, and so now they can structure defense around each player uh, specifically. Structure some blitzes um, and structure some movement to be able to showcase each one of those guys. And so I, I, I do expect this linebacker core to excel because of the experience they've had in this defense for a year, and, and beyond that, they're playmakers, and that's. That's what's awesome about this team. You got Butch Powell, who's that hard nose, that gritty guy that will go fill a, a hole, and you got Fred and France on the outsides, who who we've seen them go drop in coverage, make interceptions, but also blitz off the edge and make some nice tackles for losses. So I think it's a very talented linebacker core. Hopefully they can stay healthy and play as a unit this year. And if so, man, I think this defense can be very special. Leave it to CBS Sports and their college football writers to ramp up the hype train already. This I thought that was our job. Morning, an article released including five Cinderella college football teams that could make a special run. They say this about BYU. Who better to take on the title of college football's Cinderella team than the team who arguably best personifies it? At the very least, BYU is on the short list for well-known giant killers, and they cite BYU's schedule with LSU and Wisconsin and Utah, Mississippi State, Boise State, up front early as BYU's opportunity to make a national splash. David, where do you stand on March 20th college football hype for BYU? <laughs> this schedule is so brutal. That's, that's the problem with it. It's so brutal that if these guys can survive it, if they can get through that month of September, I mean, it could be one of those Cinderella special seasons, but you've got to get through Wisconsin. you got to get through LSU. you got to get through Utah. I mean, that's a tough stretch right there, but – you know, I, I said it early. I think ten and three is is a is a awesome season. And you know, I think BYU realistically, if, if they can come together and offensively, I think the defense is going to be fine. I, you know, and that's of course is coming from a defensive guy. But I think offensively, 
the question marks still are, are running back. Who's going to emerge? And then wide receivers. Who's going to be that go-to guy? You know, and that's something that BYU liked last year. And who's going to emerge as the go-to guy on the outside that that when it is third and long uh, that you know Tanner can can rely on and, and can throw the rock to. So I think offensively there's still some some question marks on how good they can be. But defensively, this I think this is one of those units that um, you know you look at the secondary. You you bring back Troy Warner. You bring back Hanneman. You bring back uh, Diane. I mean, and you got Jacobson who's had some D1 experience. I mean, this is a this is an experienced defense. And of course the D line. You, you look at the depth chart there. I mean, you've got guys that you can rotate in there and and out all day long and so defensively I think it's one of those teams that might be able to hold the opponents to under 24 every game and uh, offensively the question is can they keep up and can they put enough points on the board to, to squeak out a 13-10 to 10 victory or a 14-10 to 10 victory because that's, that, that's, that might be that all that's needed with this defense of how stout they can be so I don't know I, it's, it's tough to say Cinderella they're going to be one of those teams it's tough to put that hype on them so early but you know I'm, I'm confident they can, they can steal some games here and there and, and have a double digit win season which would be a huge success when you look at once again that strength of schedule this year We've got five months and six days until the first game. We will break down that schedule for a long time. Uh, let's talk about this. You were uh, there for the bridge from you know John Beck to Max Hall. What's it like when there's a new quarterback and everybody knows there's that transition and it's his team? We're now making the transition from Taysom Hill to Tanner Mangum. What was that like? Well, I remember this because Max was kind of the scout team quarterback there for a little bit, and he tore up the defense. I mean, every day in practice. And he was that fiery guy that was out there just getting in the defensive face after he threw a touchdown, and we all hated him. But, um, you know, I, I think – with, with with this change, you go from a guy that has had some experience, had a whole year into his belt, and kind of gave back the reins to Taysom, and then you know took him back for the bowl game. So this is a, this is a quarterback that everyone trusts, and I think everyone's on the same page with him in, in that sense that they they know what to expect from him. Um, he's had live game reps. When you look back at Max, Max was a transfer uh, coming off his mission, and so there were some unknowns there. Uh, we we saw him in practice. We knew what to, knew to expect from him in practice, but sometimes that doesn't translate to the to the game field when guys can get you know the jitters and, and they don't uh, they don't perform as they do in practice. But um, I think this team, I, you know, I think they're just ready to roll. There's not a lot of unknowns about about Tanner, right? I mean, I think everyone kind of understands his skill set and what he's able to do. And so I think uh, defensively, if if you're a defensive unit, you you know what to expect from him, and that's for him to go out there and sling the ball around and and make plays and. Uh, you know, as a defensive, especially when you have a kind of a, a quarterback that like Tanner, that this is his full first full year. Defensively, you just put it on yourself. You say, "Hey, man, we we can go out there, we can shut out opponents, we can allow seven, only ten points, and, and we're most likely to win this game." And so, it's one of those mindsets. I remember that uh, we'd go out there and say, it's, "It's on us if we can if we can home to that many points, you know, ten or less or so, we're going to come out with a win." And so. Um, I think I, I, I think the defense this year will have that mentality. It's going they're going to go out there and, and uh, you know I think they're going to make a statement with with how they play and uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just excited to watch them kind of come together as a unit too. Once again, underneath the second year of, of Tuiaki, because I'm telling you that first year fans don't quite get it. That first year is a tough year because there really are so many adjustments each week. You're you're game playing for a different opponent that runs a spread or runs a pro style, and so you're adjusting constantly. And sometimes it's tough to wrap your head around the, the defense itself and, and the concepts that come with it. Um, and so when you've been through a whole season, you've faced pretty much every single offense there is. Now you go in the offseason, you can go back and watch that film, and you understand all the nuances of the defense. Okay, this makes sense. I'm supposed to drop to the flat or curl, whatever it may be, based off this look. And so those guys coming in this year, like I said, are just confident. And, that, and when you're confident, that's when you can play fast and fly around. David Nixon, former NFL and BYU linebacker, stand out with us on BYU Sports Nation. I know what pro day meant to you, David. 
because of the Mountain West Sports Network <laughs> and the fact that not a ton of eyeballs saw you nationally. But you went out, you balled out on Pro Day, you got yourself onto an NFL roster as an undrafted free agent, made the 53. A lot of people are wondering who else besides Jamal Williams and Harvey Longy really could benefit from a Pro Day. And it's hard not to think about the name Taysom Hill, who has kind of fallen off the radar. What do you expect from Taysom Hill on Pro Day and maybe some other guys that are under the radar that could really help themselves with that? Well, I we just had uh, we had dinner with Taysom last night. I can say he's he's stoked. He's stoked to, for Friday to come. And and I'll tell you what, this is the most for for a guy like me uh, that wasn't invited to the combine. I mean, you you prepared the last since the bowl game. You start preparing for for this one day, this three to four hours, and it is pretty nerve wracking. I'll be honest, um, but it's your time to shine. And you're right that you're going to have 25 plus scouts, or GMs, whoever it may be there at the at the pro day to watch it. And so uh, you got to be prepared. So Taysom's going to make a full run at it. Um, the, the only thing that he, he's not going to do is, is bench, uh, but the rest of it he's going to go out there and, and perform. And so I. I expect him to excel. I think uh, you know he's he's dropped some weight. Um, that's that's what he was advised to do is drop some weight, and he's he's done that. He's been on a pretty strict regimen as far as uh, his eating goes. Um, he's been working out really hard uh, every day, multiple times a day, um, and, and he'll be able to go out there and throw as well. And so, you know, I'm excited. I'll be down there for the pro day. I want to cheer him on and all the other guys as well. But uh, I'm excited to see how he performs. I think he'll do really well. I mean. We all know he's a, he's a freak athlete, so if you try to compare his stats against other quarterbacks, he'll blow them all out of the water. Uh, but I think he'll be right up there with any of the other skill positions as well. So, um, And the other guy that I'm looking forward to is Kai Nakua. I mean, this is a guy who, who has fantastic film, who on the field, you know, all these GMs and scouts can look at and be like, man, this guy's a playmaker. Uh, but at the same time, they still put a lot of weight on the, what we call the underwear Olympics, where you go out there and there's your spandex <laughs> and run around and... You you run around and run forties and all these other kind of pointless drills just to look pretty. Um, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to kind of see what time what type of times he posts because I think uh, I think that will be what will hopefully get him you know drafted in maybe the later rounds. But we'll kind of draft his uh, boost his draft stock uh, as far as what he does for the forty and shuttles and things like that. Is he opposed real quick? Is it how much late weight has he lost? And he is he opposed to being a different position? He's open to being whatever. Um, I think he obviously wants to go quarterback first, but he's open to being whatever position the, the NFL, an NFL team will take him on. Um, and then I believe he's lost about 10 to 15 pounds. Mm. So, um, you know, that uh, I think he's moving better. I think his body feels great. And uh, he, look, he looks good. He looks ready to roll. And I'm excited to see how he goes out there and performs because, once again, there's a lot of time and uh, sweat that's been put into what comes of these three hours here on Friday. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone, you know, including even the guys, Jamal and Harvey, who have already gone through the combine, you know, it's a, the combine's a nerve-wracking type environment where they make you sit around for two hours, go run your 40, come back and sit around for another two hours, go do your bench. It's a, it's a really tough environment for guys to go and, and test well. And so you'll see a ton of those guys that go to the combine and decide to come back and, hey, I want to run my 40 here at home where I'm warmed up and I can just jump right into it and go. Um, and I don't have the bright lights of, of Indianapolis you know, going on. So um, I'm excited to see how those guys, if they do decide to run their 40s and, and uh, do other drills themselves, excited to see how they do as well. So it's a, it's a fun day for, for everybody. Hopefully everyone tests well. And then, you know, as always, we get uh, more guys into the league. 2009 NFL Pro Day at BYU superstar David Nixon. Underwear Olympics, <laughs> Underwear Olympics gold baby. medalist. <laughs> That's all it is, the Underwear Olympics. It's a fun time, let me tell you. Dave, great stuff, man. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, guys. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Somehow it's not an honor code violation, right? Like if homies rolling around in the, like, uh, the Wilk 
just in his underwear, that's an issue. But if it's in the indoor practice facility Friday, it's fine. <laughs> Part of the approved garb for the event, Jerem, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Up next, big deal, no deal. The Underwear Olympics, should we throw that in there too? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B, broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV or on demand anytime, anywhere. We just spoke with David Nixon, who went through all of the particulars of what goes into an NFL Pro Day for a guy... The Underwear Olympics. That's hoping to make a splash with NFL scouts. David did not get an invite to the NFL Combine. It was Pro Day where he caught a number of people's attention and got his invite, ultimately, that allowed him to make 53-man NFL roster. four seasons, no less. He also told us the latest on Taysom Hill and why Taysom Hill is feeling better than ever about his Pro Day prospects. And is he open to another position besides quarterback? Download the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, softball plays Utah at 7 Eastern on BYU TV Wednesday. Check that out. Always fun when the Cougars and Utes play. And guess what? Both are ranked as of last week. Will they both be ranked going into this week? Hopefully so, because that's awesome. I don't think they've met as ranked opponents very often oh. or maybe at all. So Wednesday, 7 Eastern, big game. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. BYU football hosted an open practice in St. George on Friday in front of a reported 5,000-plus fans. Practice ran for a little over an hour, had a short scrimmage at the end. Fans met and greeted with the players before the Cougars left for a camping trip. Spring scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium live on BYU TV, 3 p.m. Eastern. I like saying that. Saturday, can't wait. Continuing with football, CBS sports writer Ben Kerchevel lists BYU as one of five potential Cinderella teams in college football this season. Be kind and have courage. Oh, boy. Kansas State, Mississippi State, South Florida, Syracuse are the others. So all of those teams... I don't know what to think of this. All of those teams, Jerem, are in Power 5 conferences. Interesting. Mm. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball. Oh, that's true. uh, Swept fourth-ranked Hawaii in both matches over the weekend, ending the Warriors' program record 32-set win streak. BYU hosts who, Jerem? Princeton. Yes, the intellectual. Tomorrow, 9 Eastern before facing top-ranked Long Beach State on Friday and Saturday. What a weekend. All three matches on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Sean Olmstead, the head coach, will join us in just a few minutes to preview those matchups. BYU baseball lost to UConn Friday, 8-7, but got revenge Saturday in walk-off fashion. Brennan Anderson's RBI sacrifice fly in the ninth, give the Cougars a go-ahead run. Cougars begin conference play this week, three-game series at LMU starting Thursday. Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States. For over 65 years, Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big Deal, No Deal. You guys just read it. BYU wearing a Cinderella slipper in football. No deal. It's March 20th. And this happens every stinking year. Yeah. But it's fun, right? Maybe it's a big deal because it does happen every year, and it establishes expectations that are way too high. You're always the last team to win a national championship outside of Power 5 Conference, Heisman Trophy winner. So BYU is a good program. They're going to be in this conversation. But it is no deal because of when it happens. Timing is almost important as the action. It's March 20th. Yeah, let's revisit uh, March 20th and this article on, like, November 5th and see where we stand. What were we saying last year on March 20th? (laughs) 
I don't want to know. <laughs> Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU Volleyball sweeps Hawaii on Friday and Saturday night. This is a big deal. Hawaii had won 32 sets in a row, 15 matches in a row. BYU swept them without Ben Patch and Price Charman. This is a big deal. Also, I think BYU got into the NCAA tournament uh, over the weekend. I think in in May, BYU is going to be in because of what they did this weekend, regardless of what happens the next couple of weeks. It's hard to argue with that logic in saying that's not a big deal. That's often what comes from this side of the... Oh, please. Because BYU did really boost their NCAA tournament resume. However, the fact that Long Beach State comes to town this week kind of doesn't allow BYU to relish just how impressive uh, that was. Princeton tomorrow. Yeah, too. they've got Princeton tomorrow and Long Beach tomorrow. State on Friday. So it's like, yes, sweep Hawaii. That was awesome. Okay, next morning, now you've got to focus on Princeton and the number one team in America. So big deal for sure that they padded their NCAA tournament resume. But I can guarantee you, Sean Olmstead and the rest of the guys are like, that was great, but we've got bigger fish to fry. Good grief. Number three. Big deal, no deal. All nine of BYU baseball losses by two runs or less. Okay, do you count moral victories or not? That's the question. And I'm going to say yes. Big deal. I think that this BYU team Moral victory. Yes. <laughs> but they had an actual fr- victory on Saturday. They had an actual victory and won the series. They've won the last two series they've played on the weekend, Santa Barbara and UConn. So that's great. I think it's a big deal because BYU is being very competitive. I think they're just a couple tweaks away from kind of turning the corner. They're not going to get in that large bid to the NCAA regional. Therefore, conference play, which begins Thursday, is everything. I think BYU has learned some things that will help them in conference. Does BYU have the pitching to do it, though? It's a big deal, but the biggest deal is that BYU has won both series since Mike Littlewood came on the program. Oh, wow. Yeah, Hashtag that's true. BYU Sports Nation karma. That's true. That's the biggest deal of all. It is indeed. <laughs> Number four. Big deal, no deal. NBC's ProBasketballTalk.com report downplaying Jimmer's NBA availability. I say this is no deal because it's a single report, and it will be a big deal if and when Jimmer Fredette actually gets a call and an invitation to sign a 10-day contract or whatever to work out and play with an NBA team. When that happens, then it becomes more of a big deal. But, I mean, even though it's one, only one article and they're like, yeah, I'm not so sure that he's fit for the NBA, I just, you know, they make some great points in that article. There are other guys from the Chinese Basketball Association that had fantastic seasons. That you've never heard of that won't play in the NBA. But Jimmer's got the name, right? And so that's why people are talking about Jimmer. If and when he gets invited to an NBA camp, then it becomes a big deal. No deal as well. I don't even know that it'd be a big deal if Jimmer got back into the NBA, to be honest. Because we've, we've seen what he can do in the NBA. It doesn't, it, there's not, it's not a good fit. You know what it is a good fit? BYU, uh, excuse me, Jimmer playing in China. Jimmer playing in Europe, I think, will be great. He's making a lot of dough, playing ball. It wasn't what we all hoped. That's all right. Brady Industries, proud sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal, Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Our Twitter question, what's your best of the weekend? Both Jeremy and I said BYU Volleyball for what they pulled off against Hawaii. At Drake Penn Tintel says, love it when Sports Nation lives in the present and gets excited about all BYU spring sports. Hey, we're excited about volleyball. All year long. This is true. Up next, Sean Olmstead, looking fresh. The man is back. Feeling good on a Monday. Where's the neon? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B on a Monday. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And also, you should watch volleyball. A lot of it this week. Absolutely. We had uh, both matches against Hawaii. Tomorrow night, we have BYU versus the Intellectuals of Princeton. Yes. At 9 Eastern time, BYU TV and the BYU TV app as well. And don't forget, this weekend, number one Long Beach State comes to town Friday at 9 Eastern. Saturday, by the way, at 10 Eastern time. Twitter question today. What's your best of the weekend within BYU sports? At J underscore Royal 09 says, Watching BYU volleyball sweep Hawaii without Patrick Jarman. This team is super impressive. Next is Long Beach State. Hey, did you know that they're ranked number one, Jerem? I didn't know that. In fact, I just said it, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That said, BYU volleyball is rolling right now, and that takes us to a well-deserved stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU men's volleyball has lost two sets the last 10 matches. They are in fuego. They've won 13 matches in a row, but they've only dropped two the last 10. How about that? If you uh, don't know what in fuego is, that is translated to on fuego. The Nino. (laughs) Joining us now, the head coach of said BYU men's volleyball, Sean Olmstead. Always a pleasure. A treat. Just a delight, up, Sean? a delight to have this man in studio. B. Yeah, I'm always honored, and uh, I don't. There's no words. I'm, I'm speechless, <laughs> which is rare. I'm speechless, it's yeah, hard it, to very do. rare. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's if you've true. You've watched the Wire Awards before. <laughs> that's. <it. laughs> You'll never let me live that one down. No, you know? no, no. Emotions are high right now for Sean Olmstead. I texted him one year. I go, dude, you were the longest <laughs> yes, speaker. I was four I was, minutes. I timed I you. We could go through that again right now and just fill up the segment. Yeah, I said, when you when you do what you did that season and now coming off of a you sweep of time. Hawaii, you yeah. you can have the microphone, man. Okay, if I get another one, I'm going again, Jeremy. Just beware. <laughs> so Hawaii, and it's not on TV anymore. Too <laughs> yeah, bad. Very good. Never mind. <laughs> it's next Wednesday, too, by the way. Um, so, so you sweep Hawaii without Ben Patch and Price Jarman. What, what impressed you about your team's performance? I mean, just the guys being able to stay focused and and continuing to just kind of improve as a group. You know, those. Uh, you know, we've been without Ben for a while now, and then Price's uh, you know ankle thing kind of occurred about midweek uh, last week. So we knew pretty quickly that we'd be without him. But we've got you know some good middles. Joey's done a great job, and you know, looking back now. Uh, a, a lot of t- credit to the coaching staff and everybody and, and Luca and Jay and, you know, continually kind of just piping in my ear to get Mickey as many reps as we could. That's been really beneficial for us, you know, because Mickey's played quite a bit and he's done a really good job. So uh, that switch wasn't, uh, you know, it, it was pretty smooth, that transition. You know, Mickey's been in those situations, played against some of the best teams in our conference, you know, crucial minutes. And uh, so the guys, and I told them after the match, I didn't have a ton to say. I just wanted to point that out after Saturday night. Like, you guys, uh, unbelievable what you guys have been able to do through a lot. Not to, I mean, even Brendan going kind of through some ups and downs of, uh, of uh his uh, kind of aches and pains that we've had to kind of monitor. The guys have done a really good job, every single one of them. Now, when Price Jarman walked into the studio on Friday, <laughs> Jerem grabbed Spuddy Buddy and threw a fastball right into the hole with Spuddy Buddy. He was like, what the heck, man? Yeah, no. But I... you, you prevail. Like, the, it is amazing the teams that have 
injuries to notable guys that can rise up. And I mean, it's nice to have depth, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, there's a, it's good and bad. You know, when you've got depth like that, there's guys that constantly want to be a part and want to be in and, and, and you don't always have those opportunities, especially in our conference where, you know, maybe you don't, you don't have those opportunities to get those guys in, but, uh, it's always it's definitely been very beneficial for us to have some really good depth at a few key you know all almost every position this year yeah. but a few key positions you know and that started with the first weekend with Sykes not playing almost the entire month of January and Mitch did a great job and still there you know fighting and paying attention every single day in practice to just try to get better Speaking of, uh, is there a timeline for the return of uh, Ben Patch this season? You know, he's going, uh, I wouldn't put a, I don't think you can put a specific timeline, but he, you know, he's going to be in practice. He's going to be going through uh, even more today. And, you know, we're just going to be, we're going to kind of take it from there, you know, cautiously as he feels. And, um, but, you know, we'll just, we'll be smart about it. But uh, honestly, a timeline and a set deadline, no, there, in reality, there isn't. Um, and Ben's doing his best to be kind of optimistic about the whole thing. And, uh, and Timmy's doing a great job. And so there's, there's a lot of different factors there. But uh, timeline, no, little by little, we'll get him moving around more and more. Do you believe he'll play again this season? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, but I, I truly do. I just don't know when. And, again, we'll be smart about that and kind of take it as it goes. You should tell like him Tim Dobbert's it, been really good. That's I think his one. white hair is like a Samson-type situation. So, like, when he changes it back, then uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it'll all be okay. That's it. Yeah, there we go. All joking aside, uh, we wish Ben a very quick recovery as well as uh, Price Jarman. Um, what do you anticipate with uh, Price and his ability for this weekend against Long Beach State? Uh, obviously, Price's injury is completely different. Um, so he's a tough kid. So I think – I think he's going to do all he can. He's competitive. He's tough. And uh, so he'll do everything he can to get ready to go. And uh, this is looking better and better. You know, just your typical ankle sprain that goes through the swelling then the bruising and all that stuff. And he's been really good about a lot of rehab stuff, keeping that boot on when, when he's not in pra- or not in pra- or doing the rehab stuff, keeping that uh, compressed. So, uh, I, any, yeah, I think uh, we're going to expect him to fight through it. All right, Sean Olmstead, the head coach at BYU, third-ranked BYU volleyball, coming off one of the more impressive weekends that they've had oh, in yeah. recent master, uh, recent mastery, in recent history, <laughs> semester, <laughs> semester, <laughs> semester. <Yeah. laughs> Sean, good luck against Long Beach State. Let's give you some karma, man, for okay. Princeton Always. and Long Beach State matches. Always, thank you very much, guys. Take care of the no neon. That's my only disappointment. No, he's got the watch on. Uh, no, there you, you go. You call that neon? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's what just do you like call aqua. You think it's neon? Sort of. It's pretty. It's pretty out there. That look at it on TV, man. <laughs> it is kind of out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops on TV, man. Yeah, he If it's not the neon, test. it's just something that was out there. There you go. The hat or the shoes <laughs> or the whatever. <laughs> Sean, thanks for the time, man. No, always. Thank you, guys. We'll see a lot this week. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What's your Best of the weekend. That is our Twitter question today. Maybe it was me saying semestery. Coming up, the Cougar Whip oh, around. Watch. It's up there now. Think, right? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. How does the countdown thing go? One, five, eight. Yeah, it's... Well, it's one five nine. One five nine. Yeah, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> Are we doing that every day? I don't know. We might. I, I'm kind of into it with the new one. The new music so. makes it change. It's a game changer. You know what I am into though? The Cougar Whip Around.
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU hosted an open practice in St. George, Utah, Friday in front of over 5,000 fans. Practice lasted a little over an hour, included a short scrimmage at the end. Fans enjoyed a meet and greet. And then the team had some meat later uh, before the Cougars left for a camping trip. CBS sports writer Ben, is it Kercheval or Kercheval? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go with Kercheval. List BYU is one of the five potential Cinderella teams in college football this upcoming season, joining Kansas State, Mississippi State, South Florida, and Syracuse. Volleyball. Third-ranked Cougars swept fourth-ranked Hawaii in both matches over the weekend, ending the Warriors' program record 32-set win streak. So much for that. Dick Langlois led the Cougars, 25 kills, 9 blocks, 3 aces in 2 matches. BYU. Princeton tomorrow. That is right. It's 9 Eastern before facing top-ranked Long Beach State on Friday and Saturday. All three matches on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the app. Say hello to your family, Jerem, if you can. Baseball. That's why I'm taking the show off tomorrow. <laughs> BYU lost to UConn Friday 8-7. We got revenge on the Huskies Saturday in walk-off fashion. Brennan Anderson had an RBI sack fly for the win. Cougars begin conference play Thursday at LMU with the three-game series. Men's basketball. BYU signee Colby Lee is the Gatorade Player of the Year in Idaho. Lee will serve a mission before playing for the Cougars. Track and field. Not only did they have a picture with The Rock, they also had a great weekend at the Trojan Invitational in L.A. and the UNLV Invitational as well. Multiple first-place finishes and regional qualifiers. Olympian Tatenda Tsumba finished first in the 110.18 seconds, fifth best in BYU history, and won the 200 with a time of 2094. Gymnastics. The Cougars finished fourth at the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Championship. Shannon Hortman won MRGC Freshman of the Year. Mackenzie Douglas and Angel Zong were both named all MRGC first team on vault. NCAA Regionals pairings come out later today. Golf. The women's team against competition today in the, listen to this, San Diego State March Mayhem Tournament. The Cougars are the sixth seed against Idaho in the first round. Tennis. The men's team beat the University of the Pacific 4-3 on Saturday, winning a third straight conference match. Cougars overseas. Jonathan Tavernarian is always strong opinion. Had 20 points and 4 rebounds and a loss yesterday. He's playing in Italy. Spring training. Hey, Jordan, I'm telling you. Jacob Jordan, Jordan. Hanneman hit a home run with two runs batted in on Saturday for the Cubs as well as made an incredible diving catch in center field. That's all that guy does is make crazy he's, catches. He's so good. I saw him firsthand in spring training. He was He's balling out. He's doing a great job. Hey, coming up this week, Pro Day on Friday. Coverage on BYU Sports Nation. Plus, Saturday, the BYU Football Spring Special Live at 3 Eastern time. There's a lot of football going on, include, including the new version of the countdown. I think that's kind of the number one football thing going on right now. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it? The 5,000-plus fans that showed up in St. George. I think that's an amazing turnout. Well done to everybody. Hopefully it was enjoyable for uh, the fans and players and staff. Yeah, I'm guessing that was uh, most of those people that attended their best of the BYU Sports Weekend. Twitter question today. What was your best of that weekend? At Jake R. Camp says, got to be men's volleyball taking care of business against Hawaii. Great team with great depth living up to its potential. The Elite tweeted today from at Mellocopter. Mark Few's shout-out to BYU made me feel like we are winners. Hashtag consolation prize. Moral victory! We have a lot of those. Thanks to David Nixon, Sean Olmstead, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout-out to John Ross. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Say John, you have to say stand, too. Victory. Oh, yeah, bros.